And so this is something that we've been running in 10 loans a month for a couple of years now and fantastic. And so when I started the brokerage at Bricks, I was like, this is something we have to do. Like it absolutely is a you know needle mover for everybody involved. And so we've decided that for the first time ever, we're actually going to offer this for free to any mortgage broker at any brokerage can come to this. And so you can go to getgameofphones.com. You can sign up for that there. You'll get access to the scoreboard. You'll get access to come to the calls. And I'm telling you in a month, I guarantee you, your business will look dramatically different. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Today, I'm on the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast, and I'm super excited to share with you Game of Phones. And so this has been one of our secret weapons that it's not a secret anymore. Well, maybe it's not so much a secret because a lot of people have played it with us. I'm going to talk to you about where the idea came from. I'm going to talk to you about how you can get involved in this for totally for free if you're interested and you want to get better at making phone calls. And I promise you, if you do this for the next 30 days with us, your business will look radically, radically different. Also, uh, on this episode, I'm talking to Ben McCabe from Bloom Finance about using reverse mortgages during life transitions. And uh, before I jump into this episode, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection, submission platform. Very easy for brokers to use as well as borrowers. As they're filling out the app, it knows what documents you need. Um, it's got a really easy online portal for them to use as well as it's connected to the lender spotlight, which means that as you're trying to figure out what to do with that file, especially if you're a rookie, you can look at the guidelines and the rates from all different lenders. It's fantastic. Check it out at lendescom slash Finmo. Okay, so before I tell you about Game of Phones and how you can get involved in it, I want to tell you a quick story about something I learned from my son's volleyball coach. So my son was his first year in volleyball, and I went and saw some of the practices, and then I watched their games. And of course, the practices looked significantly different than the games. In the practice, they were great. They would do bump, set, spike. It looked like volleyball. In the game, as soon as they started to get stressed out and they were watching the score, all of a sudden, they were no longer doing bump, set, spike. Instead, it was more like hot potato, and the ball would come over, and they just hit it back right away. And sometimes they would get a point from it, but that's not actually volleyball. And certainly the more advanced teams you play, they're going to crush you if you keep doing that. So it is bad fundamentals. And so the coach wisely said to them, he said, look, guys, I'm not going to score you based on the score. I'm going to score you based on how many times you guys do bump set spike and how many times they do bump set spike. And if you guys do bump set spike more, you guys won. The score means nothing to me. And so what happened is he took their attention off the score so instead of them focusing on the score and focusing on the fundamentals and their game improved. And I was like, man, this is absolutely genius. Now, when we came up with this idea for Game of Phones, I didn't know about this concept. This isn't something that I had learned only later on did I go, wait a second, that's kind of what we did with Game of Phones when we created it. And so what is Game of Phones exactly? So a few years ago, friends and I were in a funk. We knew we needed to make calls. You know, I'd done hundreds of podcasts. Everybody I talked to, you need to make phone calls. You need to call people. I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't really want to. I don't know what to say. The phone feels like it weighs 200 pounds. And like, like most of you probably listen to this, like, yeah, I'd rather almost do anything than make phone calls. And so we decided, though, we were going to play for a steak dinner. And we came up with a scoring system. And so we points for voicemails, points for talks, points for leads. We've since expanded it slightly. And we created a little scoreboard that we shared. And we would make our calls. And I could go in there and I could see where my friends were and where I was. And it was extremely motivating because now I was not thinking about hey, the rejection on the call. I was not thinking about all this stuff, just like my son in the volleyball game. They're thinking about the score. All I was thinking about was beating my friends. 
And so in that first year, sorry, in that first month that we did this, I did like 2.2 million in mortgages. There was a couple of switches, refi purchase. And in every case, I chased those deals way harder. And even though sometimes I'm making three, four, five thousand dollars, I chased those deals way harder because I was just playing the game within a game and I was trying to beat my friends. So it's crazy, right? So I'll give you a couple of examples. So one of them was I'd called somebody and the number wasn't working. And I was like, shoot, I can't get a hold of this person, which means there's no points. I'm, I'm going to have to buy a steak dinner. And so then I looked at his employer and I was like, oh, he works at a company where I just did a mortgage for somebody there, which is something I have never done before. I would never have done. I've been like, oh, well, I guess I'm out of luck. But I was like, no, 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 no. I'm getting my points, dang it. So then I phoned somebody else who worked at that same company and said, hey, uh, I got a client that, you know, his numbers changed, but I know he works at your company. Can you give me his phone number? Of course, he's like, no, I can't give you his phone number. So I'm like, can you get him to call me? Because I'd like to chat with him about something. So this guy calls me. I get a mortgage from that. It's like a $300,000 mortgage. I refinance. I would never have done that if I wasn't playing the game within a game, for sure. I had another client who I had called a guy. I hadn't talked to him in a long time. Just checked in. How are things going? He's like, oh, I'm doing great, man. Great to hear from you, yada, yada. I don't need anything in my mortgage right now. And then at the end, I always add in there, hey, if you have any friends or family that could use my help, I'd love to help them out. He's like, you know what? Actually, I do. One of my coworkers is looking at buying his first place. I'm like, I'd love to talk to him. What's his name? Next thing you know, I get a mortgage from him. That's another opportunity that I get. Finally, another one. This is literally just in a one-month period, right? So it was like twenty-some thousand dollars in mortgage, and the twenty thousand dollars did not motivate me the same way it did to play against my friends. But that's human nature. Let's you get some couples together, and everybody's sitting around and they're you know chatting and stuff. You pull out a board game or something. All of a sudden, the entire energy changes. It's like it's amazing what happens is a shift that can happen in energy. And when your energy is different, you're going to get a different result. So your results are going to be different on your calls because you're showing up with a completely different energy. In any case, 2.3 million, my friends, everybody had the same result. So fast forward, when I started the coaching company, 10 loans a month, one of the things, and I had this program called the 10 Realtor Program, we would coach people on how to find realtors, how to pitch them, how to convert them. But of course, you still had to make phone calls and people don't like to make phone calls. So I thought, why don't we embed Game of Phones into our 10 Realtor Program and see how that goes? Well, I can tell you after a couple hundred people had gone through that program, and the people who'd gone from like 9 million to 20 million or 20 to 40 million, and I would check into them and say, hey, what made the biggest impact in your business? In almost every single case, it was Game of Phones for sure was the number one thing. And I was like, huh, interesting. And so, which I'm not, again, not surprised by this, but you know, the data is conclusive that it is absolutely makes a difference if you pick up the phone. But of course, we have challenges as we sometimes get stuck in our heads. So in any case, we saw this, the feedback constantly coming back was at Game of Phones. And so initially when we used to do it, we used to do Game of Phones. We gave you the scoreboard and we check in with you every week and see how you did and how many points you got. And we did all these little challenges. So even games within the, the games. But about a, two years ago, we stumbled upon this idea. And to me, I'm a big into the experimenting. Not everything we try works. Like I tell you one thing, I'm always willing to experiment. Some things work and you're like, wow, it was great. Some things are dumpster fires. Oh, you know what? Hopefully there's some learning in it. But this modification was extremely valuable. And so the modification was we actually did Game of Phones as a group live. And so we have a live coach who comes on and for the first five minutes, we'll choose an objection or a challenge and we'll coach on it and say, hey, okay, what do I do in this scenario? Here's what you say. Here's what you do. So most training is just retraining. You can kind of know, maybe you know, if you don't, you will pretty quickly and you just need to be retrained on to remember how to do it. So we do this little mini training. Then the coach would start making calls with his mic turned on. So you have a hot mic. And you can listen to them talk on the phone. It's amazing because you're like, huh, nobody's dying here. You're like, this is not as crazy as I thought. Oh, that's interesting, the use of language. And so the learning that can happen is amazing. So we turn the mic on and then everybody would play. They'd have their own list that they're making calls to. And then when you're done, you can listen to the coach. 
And at the very end, we just do a check-in. And so this is something that we've been running in 10 loans a month for a couple of years now and fantastic. And so when I started the brokerage at Bricks, I was like, this is something we have to do. Like it absolutely is a you know needle mover for everybody involved. And so we've decided that for the first time ever, we're actually going to offer this for free to any mortgage broker at any brokerage can come to this. And so you can go to a URL that I'll put in the chat. And I think we're going to call it like getgameofphones.com. And so you go to getgameofphones.com. You can sign up for that there. You'll get access to the scoreboard. You'll get access to come to the calls. And I'm telling you in a month, I guarantee you, your business will look dramatically different. And so at the beginning of each of these calls, the coach is going to be doing things like realtor says, like, I have to hand out three business cards. Do you have an answer to that? I hope you have a good one. Or they, a realtor will say something like, you know, all my buyers are cash. It's not true, but they just say these kinds of things. And so if you don't know how to answer those things, you're going to struggle. And so at the beginning of each of these calling sessions, we're going to actually teach you a specific objection handling. And then the coach is going to have a list. It could be a list of his past clients. It could, he'll let you know who he's calling. It could be a list. It could be a realtor's list of leads. And you can see how he modifies and adjusts based on that list because you do have to make some minor adjustments to it. So if you are interested in learning about how to play Game of Phones and actually participate in this thing, we're doing it for the next 30 days and check out getgameofphones.com and you can register there, show up. I'm telling you, it'll be a needle mover for your business. It'll be fantastic. And it'll be a lot of fun too. And we got a whole bunch of challenges baked within that. So it's just a fun thing to do. And yeah, so back to my son in the volleyball. So what happened was, is once the kids started focusing on the fundamentals, so the bump set spike, amazingly, not surprisingly, actually, they started doing better, right? They took the pressure off of, hey, I'm looking at the score. We're behind by four. It doesn't matter. Bump set spike. You keep doing that. You're going to score points. You do that consistently. You will absolutely win more games. You won't win every game, but you're going to win a lot more games. And so this is the same thing with Game of Phones. If you consistently pick up the phone and consistently are reaching out, you will get more business. And so there's a whole bunch more to it. Check it out at getgameofphones.com. And we'd love for you to join us. It's going to be amazing. I'm telling you right now, you want to come check this out. And our coach, Zach Lafuedo, is an absolute master at the phone. He's a master at handling objections. You're going to learn a ton from these sessions. And we do them three times a week. So there's three times a week that you can attend these uh, we do the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because again, calling shouldn't be just a one day thing. It's like, if you wanted to be in shape, you wouldn't say, well, exercise once a week. That's probably not going to do a whole lot. But if you really want to move the needle, we recommend, you know, three times, three to more or more times a week. So there'll be three times a week where you can join in on these sessions. Check it out at getgameofphones.com. In this upcoming segment, I've talked to Ben McCabe about using reverse mortgages for life transitions. Hey, Ben, welcome to Ask the Experts. Hey, Scott, good to be here. So what topic are we going to jump into today? So we talked a lot about how reverse mortgages can come in handy in different scenarios. You know, obviously there's the bread and butter scenario, which is sort of, you know, retirees refinancing an existing mortgage. But um, reverse mortgages can also come in handy for people that are going through sort of transitionary periods in their lives. So um, a few different kind of use cases that I want to chat about for how reverse mortgage can come in handy when people are shifting through life phases for various reasons. Okay, cool. When I think of reverse mortgages, often it's more about like cash flow management, you know, being able to maintain a lifestyle or whatever. So you're saying there's other cases where, you know, people would actually use it as a temporary solution. Potentially a temporary solution, or potentially a longer term solution. It's just sort of precipitated by a life event, right? Right. Okay. Um, cool. So like the first example that I would give is in something that we see a lot of is basically when a spouse has recently passed away. So you've got a couple, they're married for a long time, spouse passes away. 
this can precipitate like a really significant change in the financial circumstances of the household, right? Because maybe unemployment income is falling away now, right? There might be a change to the pension entitlements. There's obviously going to be, you know, funeral costs, legal costs to resolve this estate. There's effectively, this is a moment where there's going to be a significant sort of influx of expenses and maybe a change in income. And it can be a natural moment to think about accessing some equity in the home. Right. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense, actually. So then somebody passes away and then it's like, okay, we've got to clean things up. Maybe they don't want to sell right away. Maybe they can't sell right away if they want to sell the property. And now you can use that as a sort of a stopgap that might last longer. What will be another situation where you see people using reverse mortgages for transition? So just kind of an extension on that is we often think about there being sort of one generation that can be exposed to kind of being in the reverse mortgage clientele pool. But when you think about like how big the age range is, when you go from like 55 up to you know 90 plus, sometimes there's actually two generations that are within the age window for a reverse mortgage. And a lot of times what we see in some of the deals that we do are situations where an older parent, you know, like 85, 90 plus has passed away and their adult children are actually with, you know, eligible for a reverse mortgage. And there's an inheritance situation, right? So sometimes an adult child has been living in the home, maybe they've been acting as a caretaker. Maybe somebody wants to move into the home. Maybe one of the siblings wants to move into the home and there's an estate resolution yeah. up in there. Perhaps there's like a lakefront property and the children want to keep it in the family. Maybe somebody wants to move into it as their principal residence. Basically, in these situations where like somebody's passed away, you've got the probate process now, which is obviously going to be very expensive, mm -hmm. and funeral costs. You've got new property obligations that are going to be inherited by the next generation, and reverse mortgage can come in handy in that situation as well. Right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Do you have like an example of one of these situations that came up? Or the very first, the very first deal we ever did was a situation like this. Basically, a, a parent had passed away, a son and daughter, both in their late 50s. They were inheriting the property. The daughter had been living in the home, wanted to stay in the home, and there was a need for an influx of cash, eliminate some debt payments to sort of fix the financial situation there, resolve the estate, make sure the brother who wasn't going to be living in the property was paid out. So our very first deal we ever did was a deal like that. Okay, so that makes sense. So what other situations where you see sort of these transitionary periods that could create a need for a reverse mortgage? So the last one, and we've actually been seeing a few of these deals lately, and we've figured out a model to work through them is marital separations for people that are seniors. So we're actually working on a file right now uh, that looks like this. It's a home that's sort of north of Toronto, very, very high value property. And the husband and wife are separating and they actually have two properties. So they got this very high value property north of the city where the husband wants to live and has been living. And then there's a lower value property in the city, which is like a condo and the wife lives there. It's a business for self situation. So not a lot of income. The husband would not be able to get a traditional mortgage to kind of you know buy out the wife or request. Mm -hmm. On the, on the difference in the asset values there. And so what we've actually done is we've engaged our own family lawyer on our side, and we've actually built the reverse mortgage into their separation agreement. So the reverse mortgage is actually, it's literally referenced in their separation agreement, and it's being used to basically equalize the value that the wife is getting, uh, such that yeah. she can walk away, you know, come off title of the home. There's now a reverse mortgage on and the they're home. Both, it's the, basically a clean, cleaner cut that way, right? Clean cut, and then the husband gets to sort of stay in the home that he's been living in, everybody's happy. Right. Interesting. Okay. So any kind of final thoughts on this, you know, these transitionary periods where people may not necessarily think, Hey, I can use a reverse mortgage for this. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we all know the classic, you know, reverse mortgage use case, but you know, if you have clients that are in those sort of transitionary periods or, you know, life events happening like that, what often comes along with those things are significant influx in expenses, change in the financial situation, maybe a change in that income expense balance, which is always the reason why people need to get into reverse mortgage. So if you have clients that are in situations like that, a reverse mortgage can be a great solution in that case.
Right. And if you guys are listening to this, Ben and his team at bloomfin.ca, they can help you out with reverse mortgages. There's two scenarios. One, if you have a client that could use reverse mortgage, they'll actually get on a call and they'll walk through the whole process and they'll pay you, or you can do it yourself and handle the client side of it. They'll do it either way. Very easy to work with. And I know you guys have been growing like crazy. And you know, with the demographics that we see, sort of more and more people are going to require this. I think you've kind of picked a good timing. It'd be kind of like getting into Gerber's baby food when the baby boomers were born back in like the 50s. Good timing on that. Um, yeah. So I think the same thing with you. So awesome, man. Thanks, Ben, for coming to chat with me. Thanks, Scott. All right. Hopefully you've got some inspiration about picking up the phone. And certainly, definitely come check out getgameofphones.com. We will help you get way better at making phone calls. And um, thanks again for Ben for chatting with me. I will be talking to you guys on the next podcast. One of the things I am going to do with this game of phones is we're going to track some of the people who attend and we're going to actually have interviews with them at the back end to see what sort of results this has done for their business. And so if you're listening to this, you're like, not only are you going to get a chance to learn from one of the best callers in the business, you're going to learn how to handle objections. Also, if you follow along, we're going to have some of you folks come on a rookie show and share what happened, you know, good, bad, and ugly. Because sometimes not everything works. So like, you know, you're going to have calls like, oh, it didn't work move on. But we're going to share those so that the whole idea is to help elevate, you know, as I've said in the past, raise the bar even an inch for the mortgage industry at a time. This is our way of helping with that. So go check that out. And I will see you on the next episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.